You're listening to Token Talks, brought to you by Wing Venture Capital. I'm your host, Zach DeWitt. The evolution of crypto is just going to be the same as today, where the applications we use will be run on decentralized applications and smart contracts. But the UI and UX is so superb that you have no idea it's run on a blockchain. That is the future, where I'm playing a video game fully built on smart contracts, and I'm having a great time, and that's all I care about. Today, we are joined by Richard Ma and Don Ho of Quantstamp. Their ticker is QSP. Quantstamp is the first smart contract security auditing protocol. Blockchain networks are secure, but smart contracts are not, evidenced by hundreds of millions of dollars of hacks due to poor smart contract coding. There is over $3 billion of value locked into smart contracts today, and security auditing is paramount to the success and growth of the ecosystem. Quantstamp sits at the center of the security auditing process. So to start, Richard Don, thank you for joining us today. Please introduce yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Richard Ma. I really appreciate coming on the show. Uh, I'm the CEO of Quantstamp. Yeah, and I am Don, uh, Don Ho, and I run a lot of the business activities here at Quantstamp. So Richard and Don, how did you get into crypto? Uh, I got into crypto as a programmer. So, you know, I was really interested in uh, smart contracts, which were uh, the first programmable uh, cryptocurrency. You know, that was very interesting to me. And uh, over time, I realized all the business applications of smart contracts. And uh, I decided to build a business on top of it. Yeah, mine was pretty interesting. Uh, my background is also in venture. Um, but actually, a more interesting story is uh, when I was doing venture out in Southeast Asia, um, sending money back and forth between the U.S. and Vietnam was really tough. And I had heard this thing about Bitcoin. Uh, and I was very interested in understanding, hey, compared to Western Union or, say, my Bank of America, how much easier or more difficult would it be? So got into it trying to save money um, by sending home money. Um, so glad I'm still in it now. And what is Quantstamp? Uh, so right now, um, there have been an explosion in the number of smart contracts that are uh, being used. Uh, and the main platform is called Ethereum. And on Ethereum, uh, you know, four months ago, there were 500,000 smart contracts. And now there's 2 million smart contracts. Uh, and increasingly, uh, these smart contracts are getting hacked in different ways due to uh, security vulnerabilities. Uh, what Quantstamp does is we're like the VeriSign or SSL of smart contracts. And we help to protect the overall ecosystem by securing these different attacks before people lose money. And how does Quantstamp make money? How we make money is by helping other companies secure their smart contracts. Uh, so we have um, we have our own token that people pay us with uh, in exchange for audits. Uh, we do two types of audits. Uh, one is uh, we're in the process of releasing a auditing network that allows anyone to get a report. Uh, and second is we work with really large companies that have their own, are building their own blockchain projects uh, and want to get really comprehensive audits. And we also get paid for those in our token. And how does the Quantstamp token fit into your business model? 
so we're a part of a new uh, blockchain wave of businesses where the token is central to the business model. Uh, in this case, uh, people can stake our token and run a node uh, and help other people to secure the projects. We also take the token as payment for audits. Um, and also we use the token to reward others for their contributions to our open source software. What has been the most difficult part of building QuantStamp so far? Um, I think uh, one thing is hiring really good uh, developers. So right now, the technology is still really early, um, and there's not a lot of people that understand smart contracts. So for us, uh, we've been successful uh, hiring from our network of friends who have PhDs in software verification. Uh, and also uh, good business development people from the VC community like Don. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to add to that as well. I think with talent, especially in formal verification or cybersecurity, it's really, really a specialized domain. Um, if you really think about all the experts in formal verification in the world, there's maybe 3,000 to 4,000 of them. And the majority of them are at great companies like, say, SpaceX uh, or somewhere that requires um, very high stakes modeling. Um, so you find that in making rockets, semiconductors, um, airplane software. Uh, and so as a result, you know, many of the best experts are very comfortable with what they're doing. And to try to uh, apply this new, you know, this domain of formal verification into blockchain, I think is very compelling. But it's still um, the initial ask is, is, is hard. Yeah, and maybe this is a good opportunity to talk a little bit about the Quantstant team. You have certainly one of the more assembled one of the more impressive teams that I've seen. Um, yeah, so right now uh, we have 27 people on our team. Our engineers have backgrounds from you know, Google and Microsoft and Amazon, and many of them did their PhDs in software verification. Um, so we're quite fortunate uh, to have this group of people. And also on our web development team, which is growing rapidly, uh, we were able to get um, Evan Henshaw-Plath, who was uh, one of the first engineers at Twitter, and he actually was the one who shipped Twitter. Um, and he was later the CTO of Digital Garage to kind of do our VP of engineering role. Um, so now uh, we're kind of doubling our team over the next uh, six months. And what are the near-term priorities for QuantStamp? Uh, right now, we're trying to ship our product for demo day, which is in 19 days. Uh, two weeks ago, we just released our testnet, the first version of our auditing uh, testnet. Uh, and for demo day, we're trying to make something that is really easy for the average user to use on the web uh, to order an audit, to look at other interesting projects that are tied to their wallet and also um, to pay with QSPs for um, these audits. In, in one of our conversations, you mentioned that a lot of the exchanges uh, requires these security audits. Maybe you could touch upon that. Yeah, so what's really interesting is um, specifically for crypto exchanges, even the fiat exchanges, um, security is a really big, big issue. Um, we even look at exchanges like CoinCheck that uh, was recently hacked. The bottom line is hacks are not good at the exchange level or for tokens that are listed on that exchange. 
it decreases volume, um, and it also makes people lose confidence. And so we think it's very, fairly vital for um, any token, for their token sale or for their business logic to go through these audits, because without them, they really run the, the vulnerability or the risk of um, having a really bad exploit. Security is one of the last things people think about, um, but you really want to think about adoption. It's got to be the first thing that has to be there. Um, so it's a weird dynamic where from uh, a, a someone who's creating a product, it's the last thing you're thinking about. But for someone who's adopting it, it's the first thing. And you know, we hope to change that paradigm. Looking forward a few years, what is the big vision for Quantstamp? So I think right now uh, in crypto, we have this period where it's kind of like the early 1800s where uh, the railroad companies were just coming out with different sizes of uh, train tracks. People, like the companies couldn't agree on the size of train tracks, but everyone knew that railroads were the future. Like right now, there's the different blockchains and it's very similar. You know, there's like Ethereum, there's NEO, there's Tezos, uh, and they're kind of trying to come out with these train tracks. Um, and how we see the future is that smart contracts are going to be really important for businesses. Um, we don't necessarily know what the size of the train tracks will be. And uh, we're just here to support the fundamental infrastructure that allows uh, businesses and individual people to use these smart contracts. Is Quantstamp platform agnostic? Yeah, so we're platform agnostic. The, the technology that we use to check the software, it can apply to any programming language. And uh, it can also apply to off-chain technology, which is increasingly uh, what people and companies are heading towards. So Quantstamp had a very successful ICO in 2017. So I'd love to hear about that process and what that experience is like for you both. Yeah, so uh, running an ICO is like doing an IPO. Uh, but in a very uh, condensed amount of time. For us, it was 39 days. We uh, managed to get a really good group of people, and uh, through the process, we really bonded as a team and executed uh, really well. And uh, first and foremost, we focused on our community to make sure that uh, they were taken care of. And uh, even to this day, members of our community who kind of joined at that time are still uh, with us and supporting us. So you know, we, we really appreciate that. Make no mistake, ICOs, token sales are extremely, extremely hard. Um, and I don't foresee them getting any easier, um, specifically in this space. Um, the community is very self-regulating. And we will continue to see that um, far tighter diligence and, and research into these different token sales will only increase. Um, and likewise, I just want to reiterate, the community is so important in this aspect. And honestly, you can't fudge the community here. They will see right through you um, when you're trying to do what you're doing. And so if I had to give any advice to anyone thinking about running their own token sale is to be extremely authentic. Um, that is what's going to sell the community and to really boil your value proposition down into one or two sentences. That will be how you're going to win the hearts and minds of your community members. Um, and that's how you're going to have a very successful project post token sale. So you've done a great job, um, growing your community. Tell us what, tell us what community means to you. 
who, who's involved? What do they? What do they? You know, what do they do? How do they engage with Quantstamp? A、uh, community for us means that we run our company to really benefit them because、uh, I think there's this concept of like negative externalities in economics where. Uh, when you're just going about your daily business,、uh, the commons, the the part of the world that everyone shares, is not being treated well. So when we run our business, we really try to take care of the commons and to、um, you know foster、uh, open source development and to make sure our members are taken care of because. Uh, that's what's going to drive the overall adoption for the space, and also make it meaningful for people to be engaged. Quantstamp's done a great job defining this category of security audits, but who do you see as your competitors? Yeah, I think you know what's been very interesting is we're all very friendly. I think if we look at the space of security and smart contract security、uh, specifically, it's a blue ocean.、Um, You know, again, if there were five hundred thousand smart contracts four months ago, by the end of the year, I predict maybe five to seven million.、Um, and there's still only a linear solution to an exponential problem.、Um, so, you know, I'm going to call them our friends, like Hosho, Consensus Diligence,、uh, Zero Knowledge.、Um, all of us are actually working together to hopefully build a open source set of security standards similar to the IEEE. And you know, to anyone listening,、uh, please reach out to us.、Um, we want to build a very strong consortium、um, to have at least some sort of floor of what security looks like. Because today, you publish a smart contract, you put it out on the mainnet, it's out there. There is no regulation or standard, and I think that is the most important thing we need, especially if we want to bring smart contracts to the first billion people. So, Richard, how do you think about quantifying the scale and scope of security when it relates to smart contracts? So, right now,、um, there's about three point two billion dollars locked up in smart contracts. And recently, there was a study done by the National University of Singapore where they tested one million smart contracts, and they found they found thirty two thousand that had a security vulnerability, where either the contract The money could be stolen, it could be locked up, or the contract could be suicided.、Um, and so, it's a pretty major problem.、Uh, some examples of security vulnerabilities have been the DAO hack,、uh, where fifty million dollars was stolen.、Uh, more recently,、uh, there were two hacks. There was the Parley Wallet hack number one, where thirty-two million dollars were stolen. Uh, and then later on, there was the、uh, Parity Wallet hack number two, where two hundred million dollars were locked up in the smart contract for,、uh, that nobody could access.、Um, and in the future, I think this problem will become exponentially bigger as more people start to use these smart contracts. So it's quite important to solve the security problem early. And I just want to reiterate: once you push a smart contract onto the main net. There's no going back, and you know I think a lot of people are familiar with Facebook's you know break things and fix it or whatever, and you can't do that in, on the blockchain.、Um, there is you know no such thing as like continuous development where you can just push a new upgrade and fix a bug, and this is why security is so much more important in in the blockchain and especially in smart contracts. Um, and you know, we hope that these smart contracts that have vulnerabilities, like there's a way to move them into another hard wallet or another smart contract, because you can't fix it now. 
to both of you, what does crypto mean? Uh, I think crypto is uh, is about incentives because once you attach incentives to um, your business using a token, you can actually change behavior. And that's really interesting. Uh, yeah, for me, I think never before have we seen such coordination to have so many different stakeholders work together in the way they're supposed to and get rid of bad actors or, you know, um, what I'd say, get rid of freeloaders, right? And so for me, I think crypto is just this new way of thinking. And what's fascinating about it is it's blending different disciplines uh, with technology, with economics, with philosophy. I've never seen that. And I think for someone like me who has like massive ADD, I'm always thinking about this question and never have I been able to think like this and go down this deep, deep, it's also like a blue uh, ocean because once you have this tool that can change uh, incentives and behavior, then you're able to think a lot more about like what would actually improve the world for everyone. Like what set of incentives can uh, improve everyone's positive contributions and decrease, decrease their negative contributions. And this type of thinking is pretty rare in the normal business world. And now with this tool a lot more people are thinking about this, and I think that's going to lead to a really great place. It's an entirely different framework to approach this, um, and I love it because, really, you're, you can apply this to many different types of businesses that before you'd have to think about, oh, how do government incentives help this? What's a subsidy, right? Um, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. What has been the experience going through Y Combinator? You know, um, it's been a lifelong dream to go to Y Combinator and uh, – in the process, we were able to talk with lots of CEOs who had their own uh, successful companies and also CEOs who uh, uh, failed at their companies. So listening to the stories is really helpful. And they also help us uh, with governance and growth uh, by giving us really good strategies for scaling you know, an, our team and what to focus on and how to ship a successful product. I'd like to add, you know, Quantstamp is the first company or, or startup to come into YC as a token and to leave as the same token. Uh, we are not a pivot. Um, this was not some other company. It was we came in as a, a token and are leaving it as one. And that's really important because when we think about category leaders and, you know, the, the impact YC has on startup innovation, we want to be right there also. You know, we think about Dropbox, Stripe, all these different companies that changed different paradigms. We want to do the same thing. But also, you know, as we're talking about community, we want to really help the YC community too. Um, and, you know, for future startups, for current YC companies and for past ones, I think there is a myriad of um, uh, people you can always seek advice from, but there's not many in my opinion, um, thought leaders or domain experts within YC that have the same sort of expertise that we have with smart contracts. And so it's our hope to, to bring that sort of knowledge and know-how and to really you know, um, make this space uh, go bonkers and explode. Do you see Y Combinator allowing more token-based companies to come into each batch and prioritizing the crypto ecosystem um, after you guys have gone through this process with them? Yeah, we had a lot of... Uh 
good conversations with the Y Combinator partners about this because after they saw the journey of Quantstamp, they were really interested to get more blockchain startups in. Um, and they've already started to structure a Y Combinator to also invest in the tokens of these startups. So I think Quantstamp is, is actually having an impact and allowing more good companies to go into the Y Combinator ecosystem. How do you guys think about M&A activity in the crypto community when you have companies and then you have tokens? I think I read today that there's been a study saying 62% of these token-based business models actually have a corporation associated with them. So how do you, how do you think about the future of corporations interacting with tokens? I think it's a new type of networked incentive uh, company. Um, and uh, the same way that a network company like Facebook will always beat a non-network company, I believe that a network company that has incentives like a token will always beat a traditional Web 2.0 company. And so in the future, I believe these companies that have a token and have this great incentive structure to get people to be more involved uh, will actually be the next wave of companies that end up actually doing an IPO at some point because uh, the value is not only in the token, it's also in the ability to get really good engagement and new types of behaviors from having this token that activates the rest of your business model. And what is something you want the listeners today to remember about Quantstamp? Um, I think the one thing I want people to remember about Quantstamp is that uh, in the future, blockchain technology will not be something that you need to be technical to use. It will be invisible, much like the internet infrastructure is invisible today. Uh, and Quantstamp will be part of that invisible infrastructure that's making everything secure for everyone. So let's move on a little bit to the crypto ecosystem today. So what are some of the important themes you both are observing? I think for me, it's uh, the lack of security still and the lack of people talking about security. Um, ironically, I hear a lot about next-gen blockchains, um, and it's all focused on scalability and interoperability, which are both very important also. But again, if they're not safe, no one will use them, even if they can do visa-level transactions per second. Um, so I think, once again, we need to really think about security um, from a very technical point of view, too, to say, are there formal specifications for the virtual machine that these blockchains are building? Um, these are really important questions. Yeah, the other theme I see going on is uh, people are not used to how slow transactions are going on uh, on the blockchain. So a lot of companies are proposing off-chain solutions to make the transactions much faster. Um, and there's a lot of different approaches there, one of which is Plasma. Uh, another company called Truebit is also proposing another solution. Uh, another company called Zillica is proposing another one. And I think this theme of different type of solutions to go off-chain will play out over the next few years. And what are some of the projects in the crypto space that you both are very excited about personally? I think for me, um, one is actually 
Republic. Uh, Republic is part of the Angelus family. Um, if you know Coinlist, that is a book building platform for accredited investors. Republic is the uh, book building platform for unaccredited investors. Um, and, you know, it took me a little while to think through what Republic meant. Um, but I just went back to the definition of, you know, power to the people. And what they're really trying to do, especially uh, democratizing investments and allowing access to really, you know, sought after projects in a way that makes people trust the projects um, and know that these are not projects that will run away um, and, you know, do people's money um, is really important. So I think the team is stellar. Um, shout out to Ken and Kenneth, who have been working very diligently. Um, and, you know, we hope them the best. Yeah, on my side, uh you know, I I like the team that's working on Zilliqa, which is uh, scaling the number of transactions. Uh, another project that I'm really interested in is called Truebit, which allows you to uh, verify the truth of transactions that happen off-chain. And it can actually scale. Uh, it can help a lot of blockchain projects to actually implement the product. Um, and a third project I really like is Plasma. Uh, and Quantstamp has started to work with Plasma to secure them. And what they do is allow for uh, scalable uh, smart contracts to run in the future. Um, so that's, you know, and they're kind of being driven by the Ethereum Foundation. What are some predictions you both have for the evolution of the crypto ecosystem? I think to go back to the train track analogy, you know, when people were first uh, building these train tracks, they were trying a lot of different sizes. Uh, but over time, I think with all these new blockchain projects, they'll end up converging on something that works for everyone. And that at that point, uh, eventually so many people will use that one solution that uh, the cost of switching to something else is really high. And it's kind of like the VHS versus like Betamax. At some point, everyone just used VHS. Um, and that will... Uh, we're still quite early in that process, uh, but I think once we get there, it'll be much easier for new people to develop on that platform, uh, and for that one platform to be really mature. You know, but I think that's still a bit in the future. I think another one I see happening is, I guess we're not going to really see it, but the evolution of crypto is just going to be the same as today, where the applications we use, like say Venmo, or playing games will be run on decentralized applications and smart contracts. But the UI and UX is so superb that you have no idea it's run on a blockchain. Um, I think we're still a little far away from that, especially in the transaction um, speed. However, I think that is the future where I'm playing a video game fully built on smart contracts and I'm having a great time and that's all I care about. What are your thoughts on ICOs today? Uh, I think it's still really early. Uh, the ICO phenomena has really only gained steam in the last nine months or so. Uh, I think over time, ICOs will self-regulate, uh, both in terms of um, you know how they structure their token sale, uh, what type of security they do. Um, and how they handle investor relations and community, and also how they handle the funds. Uh, I think, uh, so one project we're currently working on is called the iICO, which is an interactive ICO based on a proposal by Vitalik and Jason 
from the Ethereum Foundation. Uh, I think these types of more responsible ICOs will happen uh, in the future as the space matures. What advice would you guys have for people that want to get into crypto, whether it be investors or engineers or users? Yeah, I think, you know, my advice would first of all be to go to a meetup with um, some like-minded crypto people. Because one of the things that really strike me about the crypto community is how welcoming it is. um, And also that everyone is willing to share their knowledge and going a meetup is the best way to actually learn. Um, and uh, the second suggestion I would have is to be really conservative in um, learning uh, before committing any funds to crypto because uh, it's very volatile. So I would more focus on learning as opposed to uh, investing. I'd like to provide a counterpoint to that last bit of advice that Richard just offered and to say, Put twenty dollars into into Ethereum, or put twenty dollars into Bitcoin. Honestly, um, you're not going to be as vested or as interested unless you have some level of economic incentive. And you know that's what got me really interested. And when I just owned it, just seeing these swings just made me want to read more about not just the speculation, but also the technology. Um, and honestly, like unless you have skin in the game somehow, you're not going to be motivated to do a deeper dive. And again, I'm not saying, you know, even put 1%. I'm saying put in $20. Um, that, I think, is enough for you to have this catalyst of wanting to learn more. And for our listeners out there that are just getting into crypto, what are some resources you would recommend for them to get up to speed? I think the Bitcoin white paper is a very good one to begin with. It's succinct. And it talks all about incentives, uh, almost, almost to a point where it's over too, too incentivized. But that's another, another day. Oh, I like uh, Block Geeks. Uh, they do a really great job of explaining. Um, also, our friend uh, Jackson Palmer, he makes a series of uh, YouTube videos that explain you know, how to store your cryptocurrency uh, and in really easy language. Yeah. And also continue listening to Zach Stewitt's podcast. You know, he's got some great guests coming lined up. So, Yeah, and I will say that these guys certainly live what they preach. Um, they're very welcoming with their space in San Francisco and have hosted a bunch of meetups and social gatherings, you know, further strengthening and connecting the crypto community. And one thing I'm always impressed by, particularly with Don, is that every time I see him, I feel like he's getting off a flight from some international trip. Uh, t- today, Don arrived from, on a red eye from Singapore via Bangkok. So, so maybe you could comment a little bit on the, the, the global uh, evolution of crypto and, and what you're seeing you know, outside of San Francisco, outside of the U.S. Yeah, you know, uh, Quantstamp has holders from 154 countries. Uh, we have a lot of fans, you know, from uh, Thailand and uh, Australia and the Netherlands and England. Um, and uh, it's really the first time in history where you have such a diverse community who are interested in the project and wanted to, it to succeed. And we have such immediate contact with your whole community. And how can our listeners follow the progress of Quantstamp? Uh, I think the best way is to go on quantstamp.com and uh, join our mailing list. And uh, you can see our regular blog updates. Join the Telegram. Join the Telegram. 
And uh, yeah, we definitely connect with our community. Oh, also on Reddit, uh, at reddit.com slash r slash quantstamp. Great, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, very impressed with what you're building, and we'll continue to follow your great progress. So thank you again for being here. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. To summarize the key takeaways from our conversation with the QuantStamp team today, one, blockchains are secure, but smart contracts are not. Two, Ethereum and other platform smart contracts are growing exponentially. Three, the potential cost of smart contract failure is also growing. Four, security audit processes that rely on human experts cannot keep up with the exploding growth rate of smart contract adoption. And finally, five, Security and reliability are crucial for the crypto ecosystem to continue growing. Thank you for listening to the show. We're trying to make the crypto ecosystem more mainstream and welcoming. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review in iTunes and share this with one person you know who is trying to learn more about crypto technology. You can reach me on Twitter at Zachary DeWitt or email me at Zach at wing.vc.